it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.18 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In today's episode, you'll hear about an unprecedented time in IW Hoops history when the season was canceled right before the national tournament began. In the first half, You'll hear from the seniors and what they were experiencing immediately after the game, as well as what unfolded the rest of that day and week. In the second half, Coach Tonig will come on to share his emotions as he went through that moment and how he managed to find ways to lead his team despite the disappointment. I'm joined now by seniors Cannon Coffee, Trevor Harrell, and Tanner Rubio. And this past season ended in a really unexpected way. I don't think when we first heard about COVID-19, we ever would have thought that our season would have been canceled because of it. But guys, we're back at the Sanford Pentagon. We're finishing up walkthrough, and the tournament gets canceled. Cannon, let's start with you. How do you even, or what do you remember about even finding out or hearing that news? Because it wasn't like we got it in an email and then we started to talk about it. It just kind of started to float around the 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 Sanford Pentagon, and and we just found out about it. What what do you remember about how we how we learned about the news? Yeah, so I remember we finished up walkthrough, and you know, guys were kind of just messing around, putting some more shots up. Some guys were changing, and I specifically remember Tim being like I looked over and Tim was like wait the tournament's canceled and I was like what the heck and then all of a sudden you could just feel it it was just like a weird super weird vibe in the Pentagon with the there was another team that had just finished their walkthrough next to us or was just about to start and they kind of had the same look on their face and you know I just kind of started looking around and it really did feel surreal and uh I think I'd started to look at Trevor and a couple of the other guys and like looking at him and you know thinking all right what what if this actually is real like what if it's over and in my head I still was trying to convince myself like no like this isn't it like this isn't it yet and yeah I just remember it being man I was just confused but also was like just in denial um and then it was and then a couple minutes later I saw coach T and coach Clark coming through the doors and you know, I could just tell, and you know, that's that's when it really hit. Yeah, so I was a, uh, I was on the phone with my roommate and telling 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 him about how walkthrough went, how how good we felt, and we felt prepared, and and uh, I remember like watching Coach Clark at the bottom of the the little ramp, and he was talking to an NAI official, and um, he sort of just like like nodded his head, and then he kind of like headed up to our, towards our team and. He uh, he made eye contact with me first, and he just kind of like made that face where like, yeah, it's you know, we're done. And I just remember like looking around, and like Kanan said, it was a surreal moment. And you know, you don't know what to think because we were so confident going into that, we were so hopeful that we were gonna, you know, win it all, and it just felt like it was just taken from our grasp. And you know, 
as a senior, it's it's really hard for for you to grasp the concept that that your your playing days are over and mm. just like that. And uh, you know, it was a really hard moment to to take in, but you know, at least I got to embrace it with with my best friends. So yeah, I mean, I was I was a lot more dramatic than you guys. <laughs> I remember, goodness. So. We just got done. I was just, I think I was messing around. I was talking to, uh, I think I was talking to Luke and this trainer walks by and she goes, uh, she goes, Hey, they might cancel it. They might cancel it. Cause I remember during that shoot around, we were all really anxious because, uh, the NCAA tournament just canceled. Uh, we all found out about that before I bust right over to the Pentagon. And, you know, I remember coach T trying to calm everyone down. Cause we were all pretty anxious. Like, is this even going to happen? Like, are people going to be able to watch or people like we just had no idea. And I remember a trainer after the shoot around, a trainer was just walking around and she, she has her phone out and she looks at me. I'm like, I don't know why, why are you looking at me? Like, leave me alone. And she goes, uh, tournament's canceled. I'm like, you're joking. Like, get away from me. And she's like, she's like, no, like it, this is the email. I read it. And like, I start freaking out. So like, I, I start, jogging over down to the other end of the pentagon and i see grace grace and uh you know uh jy and all those all those guys down there and i go hey did you guys get this email they just canceled the tournament and they're like they're like no we didn't get it and i'm just like freaking out trying to figure figure out if it's true and then you know i i see the email on someone's phone and then i like very similar to trevor i see coach clark walking up the ramp and he just he looks at me he comes through the through the doors and he just goes i'm sorry and i'm like no don't be sorry <laughs> like it's like like very much like Kanan like I was just in denial because like not only not only are our playing days done like this means that like I'm never gonna play with you guys again and we were just like oof I just that that was a moment I'll never forget I remember just hugging him we both started just weeping and you know I was just I didn't want to see or hear like I I just I was just crying I was like this is this is over with it was it was pretty it was pretty intense moment. After that though, we were able to go spend some time on the court together as a group. And those moments on the court, I just felt like kind of grounded us and brought us back to reality, but unified us all in the same way. Yeah. Kanan, I'll come back to you and then let you guys kind of filter through those moments on the court, arms wrapped around one another. Take us through that. Yeah, so I remember after we had found out, and you know, coach, coach said, "Let's go, let's go on the floor one time." Because I mean, we didn't get a chance to even get on the floor as a team. And I remember walking down that ramp into the gym, and I just couldn't keep it together. And you know, just thought after thought went into my head of, "Man, we should be out here playing. We should be, you know, playing our first game in a couple hours." And you know, I couldn't, I couldn't keep those thoughts away. And you know, as we got closer and closer, I just didn't want to look. I didn't even want to look at the stadium or the, the arena at all. And, you know, we finally get down there and we're, we're standing there just looking at the court and, you know, crying. And, and all of a sudden I, I remember Tanner saying, can we pray? And, you know, at, at first that kind of, I was like, man, I'm, I'm just so sad right now. Like, but then I flipped my mind. I was like, wait, like, that's what this is all about, man. Like, yeah, we didn't get the chance to, to finish the season the way we wanted to. But I mean, at the end of the day, the Lord just showed up in so many ways this year. And you know, that the only, the only way to end the season would be to do it, 
in prayer with those guys. And, you know, I just remember being all huddled up and it, it, it truly felt like a family. And, you know, I, like we've all been saying, like this was the closest group of guys that closest team I've been a part of. And, um, it was just such a special moment in the middle of that court, even though how hard it was. Um, I mean, I think that in itself like showed how close it was and how special it was just because of how hard it was to say goodbye and to realize that it was the end. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, all these things I'm never for- going to forget. And, um, all those little moments, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for them. Yeah. I, I remember, goodness, that, that, I remember the second I found out, I, you said you watched, you watched me storm off. I walked out of the arena and I just sat, I just stood outside like stone cold, like tears coming down my face. Parents are like walking by me like, Oh my gosh, you okay. And, um, like coach T came out and, you know, he put his arm around me. He's like, Hey, I'm like, he didn't know what to say. And then honestly, like this is coach T very rarely showed emotion, especially, you know, sadness. And I remember him putting his arm around me and just weeping. Like I'm like just tears. And I, I broke down too. And it's just like, we had that special moment. Like, you know, I'm thankful for you. I, you know, you're thankful for me. Like we know why we're here. And then ended up heading back inside and, you know, we went, went back into center court and I was like, I was just a wreck. I was like, man, I really have to say goodbye to everyone. I, I don't get to play anymore. Like it's just, it's over with. And it's just, so much emotion and you know seeing your brothers here left and right every single person is just crying and it's it was kind of interesting to see that every other team was not showing as much emotion as we were Hmm. and and people you know would say like oh my gosh why are they crying like a bunch of babies like you try again next year right but i firmly believe that every other team in that arena did not have what we had you know spiritually and just like the vulnerability we had with one another, like Tim was mentioning, like it's the little things that we all knew what we were going to miss is the reason why it hurts so much. Like aside from basketball, like it's just all the little things. And I remember looking at coach T in that circle while we were crying. And I was just like, man, I think we got to give this to God right now. Cause none of this makes sense. Like why? And you know, I, I did my best of pulling myself together. Like I said, I was a I was a wreck. Like thank God for uh Luke and Jonathan holding me up while in a circle. But uh man, I just I was like, let me just let me just pray. Let me see what God's doing. Like let's just give thanks for everything he did, everything he's going to do and everything he's you know, he's doing right now. So, you know, it it didn't make sense at the time and you know me and Kanan and Trevor talk about it every now and then just wow like it still doesn't it still doesn't feel real but you know we know you know who's at the foothold of all of it and we know who we need to give thanks to so it was it was a special moment yeah you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head um but the only thing I would add to that was um you know we're as Christians we're not created just to praise God when things go well but but to also give thanks for what he's done uh, in the in the in the bad times. Um, so I think I think we can be mad at God, and, and at certain times, like it did feel like we were really upset with God. But instead of focusing on 
what had been taken away from us. We were, we were just cherishing the time that we had together and it took a while for that mindset to flip. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without my teammates being there for me. Um, you know, the, the embrace that I felt from, uh, Kanan and, and Tanner and then guys like Kyle and Zitney. I mean, if I would have just gone through that alone, man, it, it would have been a long time uh, for me to recover from that. But, you know, like Tanner said, like Kane and I and Tanner, we just kind of like reminisce about it sometimes. And we're just, we, we still don't believe it. Like I still feel myself thinking about it. Um, and just thinking like, no way that really happened. But, you know, God has a plan for everything. And I trust that. And I know that. Um, so, I mean, sometimes we don't know it. Sometimes it's, you know, we don't ever know the reason why, but you know, it's our job to trust him and whatever he does. We kind of peel back another layer and get to go even a little bit deeper there. Guys got the opportunity to share about who you guys were to them, what this team meant, the senior managers, senior trainer, just got to honor you guys in special ways. That time was also, I guess, therapeutic and and healing in some ways and, and kind of closed off our season Give listeners a little bit more of an inside scoop as to, to what that time was like. Yeah, so that time, it started off, I mean, we just all got into that that conference room and we just kind of sat there and it was just kind of like we've been saying, it was hard to find words and, um, you know, we, we talked about how we just, you know, we were confused, we didn't know why this would happen and all, all those sorts of things and then quickly it shifted into coach T opening up the floor for anybody to say basically anything they wanted to us seniors and the senior managers and trainers. And, um, I think that was, that might've been one of the most special times for me. And I think just, um, I think it's special to hear how you impacted younger guys. Um, and that that's going to be carried on, um, next year and the next season after that, and they're going to pass it on. And, um, but yeah, and it just, it just showed how much these friendships, um, mean to everybody. And it's, it's not something that's just going to end, you know, when the season ends and it's not going to end, you know, when we graduate, but you know, these, these relationships are going to carry on. And, um, man, I think each one of us could have said the same, something very similar to the guy who said it to us. Like, it's just, the guys on the team this year, we just all meshed and um, there were some, some good dudes who, you know, really made an impact on our lives too. And, um, you know, like it says, I, iron sharpens iron. And I think that really happened this year. And um, so it, yeah, it was just a special time and, and I'm grateful that coach was able to do that so that we could hear some of those things. And that brought about, I know for me, a little bit of closure um, just with the whole situation. And as you guys all reflect on that time, just to give listeners a little bit more behind the scenes, is there a moment from that locker or from that conference room that just really stood out to you? Uh, Tanner, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said about the conference tournament, you know, you said I was playing about as best as, you know, I had been. And I remember Coach Clark, like, tears in his eyes. You know, this, you know, the guy that 
you know, originally made that phone call for me to come there in the first place, you know, he's looking at me. He's like, dude, you're balling right now. And like, I wanted to see you go to another level. Like, he's like, I saw an opportunity. He said, I wanted to, to come about in the national tournament. And he kind of just like broke down. He was like, <laughs> he's like, man, I just, I'm not going to be able to see that. But I know that you were doing great things. And I knew God had even better things in store for you. And, you know, I think I took that with a grain of salt because it's like, okay, well, what's so good about that? But, I mean, I think that goes even further than just basketball. So, I mean, just hearing words from each individual guy and, you know, memories we got to share with them too. I mean, it was it was hard to listen to for sure, but, you know, I'll remember it forever. Yeah, I want to piggyback off of uh, what Rubio said. He, he mentioned Coach Clark and – I remember him leaning up against the wall and I had seen coach Clark frustrated and maybe a little mad in my three years, but he was ex- explaining to us. He like was clenching his fist and he was crying and he's just like, I am so mad that this happened to you guys. And, you know, like Rubio said, he's like, we, we just had another level that we were going to get to in this national tournament. And, um, and then, then again, what Rubio said, just like hearing those guys, um, give the affirmation that, you know, you made an impact on them was really special to hear because going through the motions and every day, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to think that you will have a lasting impact on the program when you're gone. But to hear it from every single guy that, you know, the impact that you left on that person individually, you know, that, that gave me the affirmation that, you know, my time here was well spent and that I, I, I made an impact on those guys. So I think one of the things that was, super special for me about that that time around the table in the hotel was um so my cousin had an opportunity to be a manager this year my cousin Caleb and um so we grew up all the way across the nation so I grew up in Illinois he grew up in Oregon and so we didn't spend a ton of time together um but this year we were able to see each other almost every day with him being at practice and um just being on campus with one another and um, I remember him sharing uh, that day. And, um, he said a few words about me and he, he doesn't really talk a whole lot. So it, it was pretty powerful when he did. And, um, I know that meant a lot to me and just to see, you know, how invested he was in the program, um, was pretty special. And I'm excited to see how he grows in these next few years. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit because we did end up making the trip to campus a little more special, but perhaps the highlight of the trip back home came when we got back to campus there was an epic one-on-one duel that went down between Tanner Rubio and none other than the Michael Zitney I don't know which one of you guys want to take the lead on this but that might have been the highlight all right so here's what happened (laughs) So we're on the bus ride back, you know, it's a long, it's a long bus ride. So, you know, all the emotions are put behind us, you know, let's look to the future. Anyway, Zitney, Zitney's all of a sudden, he said, Hey man, I'm going to miss beating you one-on-one. And I'm like, first of all, that never happened. <laughs> and second of all, I can, I told him I can beat you in three dribbles in the post. Keep in mind, he's six, nine. So I would hope he'd be able to beat me. That's how confident I was. Anyway. So we got back, and so we got back uh, to the locker room. Campus is completely abandoned. 
Everything's just super weird. We don't know what to do. So we sit in the locker room, we unload the bus, and we just sit in there. And I was talking to Kanan about it. I was like, hey, like this may well very be the last time we're all in this, you know, we're all unlucky together. And uh, I told him and Trevor, I said, hey, like, how would you guys feel about just going into Lucky one last time and just praying together? You know, like, this is this is probably the last time we're ever going to be here and just wanted to be with you guys. So we walk into Lucky, all of us, and we just sit in a circle. And I said, hey, like, this is probably the last time we'll see each other um, in this type of setting. And I just wanted to, you know, let me, Kanan, and Trevor just say thank you for to you guys for everything. And um, we just wanted to pray. So, you know, the three of us prayed over. And I just remember saying, you know, everything we did, everything we worked for was for a national championship. But at the end of the day, it was important for all of us to remember, you know, why we were doing it in the first place. And that was to glorify God in big ways and, you know, show others who watched us play the name of Jesus. And I told them we did exactly that. Like it didn't take a national championship or a, a banner to validate everything we did that season. It would have, it probably would have been nice. Like, obviously that's, you know, best case scenario, but you know, it's just how it worked out. And I told them, I told everyone there, it was just, you know, that validation didn't come from winning a national championship. We did everything we set out to do, and that was to glorify God. And so we broke it down, and I told everyone, I was like, hey, me and Zinni are about to play one-on-one if you guys want to watch. So <laughs> feel, feel, free to, feel free to stay if you guys want. Uh, and lo and behold, every single person stayed. Five guys were recording it. Um, it was super fun, super funny. And... It was, I, I killed him. I beat him. <laughs> like, Well, as we wrap up here, Tanner, you and I sat in the locker room uh, several weeks after all of this happened. You obviously had been home, and then uh, you come back to, to get some of your stuff, and we're sitting in the locker room, and you start talking about the purposes that, that God accomplished in your life through mm. you coming here. Why don't you just share with the listeners your perspective and your approach despite your season and career coming to a close in a way you never would have, would have thought. Yeah. Um, well, I just remember being a kid, you know, I wanted to play college basketball. It was my dream and it was fulfilled. I I remember praying for it every single day when I was little, I just want to play college basketball high level. And he did exactly that. And I remember having this conversation with you when I went back up there couple months ago and you know I was still when we got back from the national tournament I went I you know I ended up back in Florida right like everybody's you know in Indiana they all get still get to see each other I don't get to see anybody I'm back home in Florida so I'm like a thousand miles away and I'm like whoa like this doesn't feel real like all my all my closest friends I've been making for months I don't get to spend spring with them I don't get to spring any any more months with them any more time it was hey you get back from the national tournament that you don't get to play and you're on a plane ride home two days later. It just didn't feel real. It all happened so quick. And I uh, I got home. I was just like, like in a bad place. I was like, oh, man, God, you're the worst. Like, why am I, Why is this happening? But, you know, as, as time progressed, it was amazing, like, how much prayer and just, you know, how faithful he was to me and just providing that peace and 
you know, that he honestly gave me the closure I needed to continue to move on. Um, Because I was looking for closure in a national championship and it didn't happen. I guess just the way it goes sometimes. And I remember telling you, I was like, looking back on everything, everything I prayed for, everything I wanted, and I wanted to find joy in the game of basketball again. That was my biggest thing, transferring from JU to Iowa. I wanted to find joy in the game of basketball again. Uh, in the game of basketball again. And he did exactly that. Whether I was my broken hand (laughs) sitting out for seven games, whether it was in practice where, you know, me and Red Squad are arguing over a bad call or, you know, the little things like school getting to me um, to where, you know, I was just getting bogged down and stuff like that, whether, you know, the bad weather, you know, I'm living in snow instead of sunshine, all that little stuff. God gave me joy through every single aspect of it. And it all came into fruition. And he gave me everything I had been praying for throughout that entire year. And just giving me peace of mind, peace of heart. And he, you know, it's just, it was amazing to witness that. And, you know, it's a great frame of reference for me moving forward to know that God was faithful through that entire year and gave me some of the closest relationships I'll ever have in just a few months. This was like the most fun year I've ever had playing basketball and I'm glad it was my last, but we were just one one little game away from it being the absolute perfect season. And you know it's not about the destination, but it's definitely about the journey and, and the journey that we as a team went along. Man, I wouldn't trade that for anything. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Tonegal. And Coach, in the last episode, we talked about the excitement we had heading out to national tournament and the confidence you had as a coach. But I want to go to that Thursday, the, the day of our first game. And uh, I remember that morning we woke up and we're, we're eating breakfast and there's just a weird feeling about the team. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, momentum had been building, I guess, online with, with the fear of, of what was going on. I mean – you got you got to remember this is before we had any information on what covid-19 was it, it was in our minds this was overblown and and we just didn't have a clue so this was several months ago but we're we're seeing this information people are starting to talk about it and obviously on social media it's starting to blow up well our coaches don't spend a lot of time on social media but the players obviously do and we were hearing them talk back and forth about I guess the extreme of this and what happens if they cancel this tournament and, and so forth. And 
we finally just said, we got to address this with our guys because we're not even thinking about our game. I mean, at Thursday morning we wake up and all we wanted our guys to be was excited about playing and a lot of them were talking about cancellation of the tournament. And we're, So we go to the gym and uh, we go through our walkthrough, then you pull the guys in. What was the message that you sent? Yeah, you talk about timing. I pull the guys in. I just say, guys, look, we, we've just spent the last nine months to get to this point. This this is, this is begins the celebration of, of the whole year. It's the culmination of all the hard work. Let's go have fun. Pressure's off. I know we got a number one seed, but let's just go get it. But to do that, we've got to forget about all this noise, this background noise and this chatter about this virus and what's going to happen to the tournament. I said, the moment we break this huddle, I don't want you to go to social media. We can only control what we can control. Let's just play the tournament. So that kind of sets the backdrop for what happens next. Yes, there, there was a game going on because we were at the gym and, and we go out and we start wa- watching. And probably was 10 or 15 minutes later. I mean, our guys were, some of them are still shooting free throws. All of a sudden, the social media news drops. It wasn't given on site. It was from the NAI League office that the tournament had been canceled. So go to that moment. It's, th- there was a game going on, and slowly throughout the arena, you started to hear the murmuring, and it got to us, and then it got to the players that the tournament had been canceled. Yeah, I was sitting inside the arena, and somebody came by and said, it's true, it's time to go home. And it was a surreal feeling because I didn't know how to respond. First, I looked inward and was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, how bad do I feel for myself? But when I looked back, I remember looking down the hallway, I saw our team and immediately saw the seniors. And I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I mean, it's it's one of those you go through the range of emotions. It's it's anger, it's frustration, and then it's just it's hurt and it's pain. And and I know a lot of people say, hey, it's just a sport. And trust me, I get it. People are dealing with far worse issues. But when you pour your 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 entire self into something for for a year and you develop those relationships and and you want to see those guys get that opportunity, and all of a sudden it's snatched, it can be a rather painful experience. Yeah, and part of the the beauty of being on a team is is the emotions, the the journey through a season. That's what this is all about: is how we pursue God through the course of a season. Well, the the emotions of that day were raw. That was before many things had been canceled. So in our mind, it, it didn't really make sense what was happening. And our team and our players had committed so much for this opportunity. So we're standing in the back gym. There was about forty five minutes of stunned silence and just raw emotion. What do you remember experiencing at that time? Yeah, I remember being um, confused and and not knowing what to say. Do I do I gather the team? Do I just let us process? So we sat there. Nobody said a word, and, and nobody could really lift their heads. And eventually, I made it over to our seniors, and I had a some words I wanted to share with them. And when I got to them and began to hug them, I couldn't get them out, and and we just cried. We just held each other and cried, and we, it just didn't seem like now was the time to pack up. I mean. Losing at the national tournament is tough. That locker room we always talk about, like how difficult is that? But when you don't get an opportunity and you're left with the what ifs, that makes it really difficult. And so we began to transition. Eventually they kicked us out of the gym. I mean, we we went down to center court and we took a picture. We prayed one last time. I think one of our seniors, it might have been Harold, just said, hey, can we pray? Because we had a vision that we were going to win the national championship and and pray on that court. You know, that was the goal. we didn't get to win it, but we had an opportunity to pray. And it, that was a pretty special moment to gather as a team in that moment of disappointment, but yet turn to turn to God in that moment and just say, we don't understand, this doesn't make sense, but 
but our lives are surrendered to you. Yeah, I remember there was not a dry eye. Guys were just weeping as we prayed. And, and so much of prayer is just we bring who we are before God and we take it to him. And as a team, we did that in that moment. I, I remember walking out of there. Uh, there was a side hoop and there was a little five-year-old shooting on a side court. And there's, there's these moments in our life that we'll never forget. And for me, that was one of them because I put myself in Cane and Coffee's shoes. Who That kid has been on uh, the gun. He's been shooting. He's been working his whole life since he was five for this moment. And it's taken away from him. It was just this heart-wrenching thing because usually we ha- we're either in a winning or losing locker room and what we do is we go honor we- our seniors and we-, we talk about who they are and who they became and we-, we talk about their life within our program and then we send them off to whatever they have next in their life. Well, we didn't have the opportunity to do that and it felt like something was taken away from them that we couldn't get back. So what did we decide to do and, and what happened next? Well, we went back to the hotel and, and we just said, we're going to have that moment. We're going to have that last um, time together, uh, gathered, where we just get to share stories. And so we, we sat in this hotel room, half of us were on the floor. And once again, um, it, it was a lot of silence at first. There was a lot of crying. But then one by one, we just began to ask guys to tell stories about each other, stories of growth, stories of, of trials and tribulations and what what did the season mean to them and how, how have they grown and what are they going to remember? And, and that's where you really find out what this journey of, of a basketball season is all about. I mean, nobody talked about points, rebounds, assists, uh, but what they talked about was just the relationship side of things and, and the way they had seen God move throughout the year and how their teammates had played a role in helping them grow. And it doesn't do it justice talking about it you know, on a podcast, because you, you don't understand the depth of relationship there. But I think that's what we all want and desire as not just as men, but as but as humans, we want real authentic relationships. And that's what you had inside that room right there. And it's as crazy as it sounds, you know, it was a special moment. It was it was a, it was a dis- disappointment turned into a moment of discipleship. And that's kind of one of the lessons we've talked about is when you face disappointments, if you turn to God in prayer, he can use those for moments of discipleship, meaning he draws you even closer to him, uh, even in our darkest times. In our next episode, we're going to revisit some of these things and and talk more about the leadership and how you led through this hard time, whereas now we're focusing more on the emotion of it. And I, and I want to I finish there because this really was going from the gym where we're about there for about an hour to two hours in this room. It was one of the most emotional days I've had, the rawness of it, the realness of it. Uh, the number of tears shed amongst men, uh, the authenticity of the ups and downs, specifically of the seniors and who they became in our program. Why is it so important to be able to have these? And why is why does it take a, a deep culture to be able to experience things in this way together in a way that probably none of us will ever forget? I think we live in a superficial culture. I think we're, we're at least primed that way. Um, social media, it, it has its, it's good, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the downsides that the risk involved that we're not talking about is I think it just trains us to, to operate in that superficial. And what at the end of the day though, uh, we desire relationships and we desire to go deeper with, with other men. And that in that room that day gave us that opportunity. And, and sometimes you got to go deeper to really expose the true hurt and pain. I mean, I think as a country right now, we're, we're seeing some of that, like, we're having some raw relation or raw conversations with our players. And unless we go there, unless we're willing to be that vulnerable and authentic, we just kind of gloss over things and nothing gets changed and nothing gets healed. And to me, that's 
one of the more enjoyable parts of, of, of leadership is, is creating those spaces for that type of depth, uh, not only in conversation, but just in relationship. And I think that's what we want with our families. That's what we want in our homes. Uh, and that's what we want our guys to be able to take with them at wherever they end up in leadership, wherever they end up, you know, with, with a family down the road someday that it's real and has depth to it. On the next episode, we'll continue the conversation about the challenges the team faced after the unexpected ending to the season. In the first half, Kyle Mangus, Seth Maxwell, and Noah Smith will join to share about their experience and how they have processed and grown since. And in the second half, you'll hear from Coach Tonegal as he reflects on the season's abrupt ending, shares about discipling people during times of disappointment, and how all of this has led to growth within the program. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWUHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.